Good afternoon. My name is Karen Vincent. I'm an attorney at Lois Law Firm. I practice in the New Jersey Workers' Compensation Defense Department. Today we're going to be covering the going and coming rule. On your screen, you can see at the bottom a box where you can ask questions. Certainly, if you have any questions during this podcast, you can just type them in and we'll try to get an answer to you. Now, last month, we covered denials and defenses. Today, for the purposes of this presentation, we're only going to cover the going and coming rule. So in in the going and coming rule, it's covered under NJSA 34-15-36. And what that says is if you're going to work or coming home from work during that commute time, it is not compensable. However, there are some exceptions to the rule that are covered in the statute. Now, what's important to know is that if you're going to raise the going and coming defense, it is an affirmative defense, which essentially means if you do nothing, it is presumed compensable. So what we do is when we look in an accident, if we think that's a possible defense, we raise that directly in the answer. We have a separate sheet of defenses that we can raise at that time. In this presentation, we're going to just assume that the uh, petitioner has been deemed an employee and that the accident did occur. So today we're going to cover some of the exceptions or special accidents that occur in a parking lot uh, while traveling, special errands, and home office. We have a lot of accidents that occur. You have a slip and fall in a parking lot before the petitioner gets to work or after. You have business trips while the petitioner is traveling, special errands. Maybe the boss asks the petitioner to get something specifically during the course of the day. And you have people working from a home office, which is a growing issue because more and more people are working from home. So today, the going and coming rule, as I said, is covered under NJSA 34-15-36. Generally speaking, commuting time is not compensable. On your way from home to your office, on your way from the office back home, it is not covered under the workers' compensation statute. Some exceptions, paid travel time, when you're on, a, on your way to a business trip or to go to a different uh, place to speak to clients, you have situations where an employer provides transportation. Sometimes they send car service for you. What we have commonly is a temp agency that'll have a bus that they own that takes you to the location that you're working for for the day. So in that situation, from home to the pickup location is considered your commute time. Once you get to the specific location and you're on the company-owned bus, that would be an exception to the rule. Lastly, in the, in the statute, it specifically addresses emergency personnel responding to emergencies. That would include police officers, firefighters, EMTs, first responders. When they're on their way to an accident, that is deemed compensable. They're on their way to an emergency. So now we're going to look at travel time. When you commute to and from a fixed location, you have your way from home to your fixed office location, that is not compensable. But what happens if the employer asks you for unusual travel? Maybe they send you off-site to uh, another state or to visit to clients. They're paying you for that time specifically to travel. That would be an exception to the rule. Next, we have slip and fall in the parking lot. Now, there are a lot of factors to consider in this type of accident. It is extremely fact sensitive. What we look for is who owns the parking lot, who maintained the parking lot, who directed the employee to park there. So first we look at um, 
there are some companies where they own the the actual business, they own the building, and they own the parking lot. They're in control of snow removal, landscaping, the general uh, order of maintenance on the parking lot itself. Now, in those situations, it could potentially be deemed compensable. Next, we have who directed the employee to park there. So one of the common places that we see this is a mall. Now, we're actually located across from the Garden State Plaza. Now, the Garden State Plaza has multiple parking lots. It's actually extremely big. The employees from each of the stores are told where to park. There's a designated area for them to park. They can't just pull in and park where customers park. So if their accident occurs in that designated uh, area, that could be deemed compensable. Now, I also want to note that in these type of situations, it doesn't automatically mean that the case is just going to be dismissed. What we like to do is get all the facts together. We raise the defense. And sometimes in these situations, we're setting the case up for a Section 20 settlement. So in that situation, uh, we look at what kind of injuries they sustained, how, how strong our defense is. Now, a Section 20 settlement is a one lump sum payment in exchange for a full final settlement of the case and it's dismissed with prejudice. So obviously we love those types of settlements. The petitioner can never come back for that type of injury. They come, can't come back and say, hey, I want more medical treatment or I need more temporary disability benefits or my injury got worse. The case is a full and final uh, dismissal. Now looking at special errands, this is not a bright line type of issue. So the statute doesn't actually spe specify on special errands. So what we look to is what was the petitioner doing? Were they encouraged to do it? Did it facilitate the employment? So we have commonly, uh, you could be in an office and certain supplies run out and your boss asks you to go to a store, pick up supplies. So that could potentially be a, an exception to the coming and going rule. Now, what happens if every week on Monday you come in, you're out of supplies, your boss asks you to go and get those supplies? So you go. Now, what if one Monday you come in and there are no supplies, your boss is not there, you take it upon yourself to go get those supplies. That also can be an exception and considered uh, compensable because it is a behavior that was encouraged by your employer directly on previous uh, times and it obviously facilitated the employment, you needed, the, uh, you needed those supplies. Next, we're gonna look at multiple locations. The employer may have several locations. Maybe you have a corporation, they have an office in North Jersey, they have an office in South Jersey. And when you're hired, they may tell you on Monday and Tuesday, you go to the North Jersey office, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you go to the South Jersey office. Now in that situation, it is a fixed office location, it is considered commute time, whether you're going to the North Jersey office or the South Jersey office, it is not compensable. And this would also include if the night before your boss just sporadically asks you to go to the other office location, still not covered. So in these situations, it does not transform your commute time into a, into a special mission. Now, sales route, you have uh, pharmaceutical tech, uh, salesmen, you have regular salesmen, and they go to different points of sales locations during the course of the day. So what we look at is at what point during the day did the accident occur? So when you first come and you leave work and you go to your first location, that is considered the first regular stop. That is not compensable. Also from the last location 
all the way to your home, that is commu considered commute time, that is not compensable. However, the stops in between, when you leave the first stop to the second and so forth, those stops in between could be considered an exception to the going and coming rule. And again, we like to remind you that in these issues, we're, we could be setting this up for either a trial to go for a full dismissal or a Section 20 type settlement. Lastly, working from home. In today's day and age, we have more and more uh, petitioners that do not go to their office anymore. They work specifically from home. So when the accident occurred, this is probably one of the grayest areas that we have because it's, it's very fact specific. There's a lot of investigation. So as soon as we see an injury that occurred at home, we're filing a denial, we're raising the defense. We wanna go through a full investigation of the claim. Did they have a home office, a designated work area that they work? Do they have designated work times, nine to five? What time did the accident occur? Where did the accident occur? What were they doing when the accident occurred? So obviously if you have a situation where they're in a home office, they're sitting at their computer, they print something at the printer, they go and they slip and fall on the way to the, the printer, that could be deemed compensable. In a situation where they're working, they get up, they get something to eat in the kitchen, they take their dog out in the backyard, they go to take out trash and they get injured, that's considered a personal task and it's not part of the employment, it's not gonna be deemed compensable. Obviously, the difficulty here is that you really have no witnesses to the accident. If you do have a witness, it's a friend or family member, obviously they're going to corroborate whatever story they said happened during, at the time of the accident. So again, this is a situation where we may also uh, go forward with the denial and start setting it up for a potential Section 20 type of settlement. So essentially, there, there are so many issues involved in, in the case that we start pushing it toward, towards that realm and set the petitioner up to just get that one lump sum payment. So that concludes today's going and coming rule. Uh, at this time, if there are any questions. Okay, no questions so far today. You might want to give people another second or two to ask them. Anybody? I don't see any popping up. Okay. Obviously, if you have any questions that you think of later that you didn't uh, get a chance to ask now, you can reach me at kvincent at loislc.com. You also have Greg at glois at llc.com. Certainly, if you email me any questions, I will get back to you as soon as possible. You can also give me a call, 201-880-7213. Uh, Next month, we're going to be covering Should I Pay Temp? That will be on July 23, 2018. I'll be back here again covering that issue. If you have any questions, hopefully you stay tuned. These are always complimentary. Thank you so much.